You're listening to episode number 36. Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast. My name is Megan Swanson, former Miss Nebraska turned entrepreneur and expert pageant interview coach. And each week right here, we bring you a motivating conversation to help you discover just how to unlock the winner within you. Get ready for expert pageant interview secrets, life coaching strategies, and tons of personal development. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Now, let the podcast begin. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. Thanks in advance for sharing this with all of your friends, your fellow pageant women, pageant friends, pageant directors, pageant moms, pageant dads, pageant boyfriends, whatever the heck your title is. We have people from all over the place who are listening to this podcast every week who are in pageant land and who also aren't in pageant land. But before we get started with today's episode, I want to give you guys some updates of some winners that we had this week. So we had Miss Elizabeth Sanders, who won Miss Fulton County in the Miss Georgia's Outstanding Teen Organization. So excited for her. And we had a couple other awesome clients who got first runner up and were so, so, so close this week. Looking forward to seeing them securing their titles very quickly. Um, as we saw also this week, um, Miss America came out with some new updates on what they will be doing in terms of scoring at Miss America this year. So I don't really want to get too much into that because that was leaked information that was not supposed to be out until this Friday. Anyways, but you guys can go ahead and take a look at that on the internet. I'm sure you can find it. We're not here to discuss opinions, but I really wanted to teach an important, um, I guess just value along those lines that when things happen outside of our control, we cannot control those circumstances, but we can always control how we respond. And so that goes perfectly into today's topic called, can we get real? So today we're going to get real about a couple things, um, five things actually that I have written down that are kind of our powerhouse thoughts for the day. Um, by the way, you guys are going to be seeing a few changes happening on the powerhouse Instagram. I'm so excited that my assistant is coming back from her honeymoon because she helps me so much. And it's always a very humbling experience to start doing everything on your own again and realize how much you need other people in your life. But that's what they're there for, and it's incredible. But we're going to be shifting a few things on the Powerhouse Instagram, trying some new things. And so you guys have to tell us how you like it, how you don't like it. Um, and I'm, I'm super excited about that. So um, before we dive in a little bit, though, I just wanted to remind everybody, and I guess, gosh, it's like six weeks now. We have just a couple spots left for a Powerhouse Mastermind here in Omaha, Nebraska, November 22nd through 24th. It changes your life a lot like a weekend intensive, but in a very small group setting. We're staying in this beautiful Lodge 15 that's north of Omaha. It's going to be a luxury mastermind about, gosh, I'd say three-fourths mastermind, learn, 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 learn. one-fourth retreat, relaxation. There's a hot tub on, I almost said on campus, LOL, um, on, I guess, campus of what the resort is going to be, uh, the lodge is going to be. And there's a few other uh, tricks and tips I have up my sleeve as always, giveaways, just tons of awesome coaching. Everything's provided in the package. Um, you're going to be safe and sound, and it's just going to be so much fun. If you talk to any of my clients who've gone through weekend intensive before, it has been the game changer in their pageant prep that has helped them single-handedly place higher, oftentimes significantly higher, sometimes literally 15 or 20 places higher than they did before. And so you'll want to make sure that you grab a spot for that. And if you are a listener, just feel free to 
email megan at powerhousepageantry.com or info at powerhousepageantry.com or reach out to us on our website via the contact us form or as always DM us on social media. Okay, so enough about that. Today's episode number 36. I can't believe we're at 36 already. We're rounding out the year almost. My goodness, I can't believe it's October, the middle of October already. I just feel like this the end of this year is going to be just boom, 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 zip, zip, and we're going to be at Miss America. So crazy town. But today we're going to talk about can we get real. And as I was prepping for this episode, I really wanted to share um, the the most common things, obviously not all of them, but the, the top five that I could think of when I was prepping this of just commentary that I get a lot that a lot of my clients struggle with or things that we talk about in the inner circle. I always want to pass those things off to the, my listeners as much as possible without giving away all the nitty gritty details, which is reserved for my clients, obviously. But today I really wanted to chat with you guys about kind of what is your standout message? That's what we call it around here. Um, we talk about core style, core storylines, um, core social media um, avenues and how you share your voice through social media and your branding. But today I really want to help you guys with your standout message, which is a key foundation of how you become a powerhouse. And it's crafted around what in sales and the business world you'd call your unique selling proposition. And what's so funny is I think we come into pageantry thinking that we should just memorize a bunch of answers and fill out a bunch of paperwork and that somehow that is going to help us translate into um, being an incredible leader with leadership skills, with defined and refined communication skills, who knows ourselves inside out and has a very strong identity and set of values. And you know what? I hate to break it to you, but just by practicing a bunch of questions like I did before I was with Nebraska, um, without sometimes some life experience and learning how to fail and learning how to put those things on paper of, hey, who, I, who am I? Who do I want to be? All that good stuff. It's just not going to cut it. But my purpose in teaching you guys this today is because so many of us get frustrated in the interim when we're not reaping the result of, you know, the harvest, if you will, of the fruits of our labor. Wow, that was like 18 different analogies in one. Let's simplify that. We're not reaping the fruits of our labor, aka practicing, or maybe you've worked with the coach before. Several of my girls have worked with a coach before and they come to me and they're like, man, I just don't feel like they understood me. I don't feel like they know me. I don't feel like they were invested in my success. I don't feel like they got to the nitty gritty of who I am. They just gave me like a blanket kind of formula. And that doesn't work because you are unique. Okay. So today we're going to break down a couple false beliefs, but also I want to hopefully just shift your perspective of this. I'm just going to share with you and talk to you guys today. Like I would talk to one of my clients about how we can, how you can get real with yourself and hopefully unlock some things within you of, Oh my gosh, like I was thinking this way and I never knew that that was really, um, hurting this journey of me not reaping the benefits of what I'm striving so hard for and putting my money into and putting my time into. I want to save you guys all those types of things to to shoot straight with you. So hopefully. Okay. So we're going to dive right in. Number one. Okay. Of your unique selling proposition. Um, write this down. If you don't believe in yourself, why are you asking judge to bump, 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 right? I think it's so simple. Sometimes the simplest of statements end up whacking us up the side of the head, uh, more so than some really complex ones, because sometimes we just don't think of it that way. Way, right. I can't tell you how many times I have told one of my clients that um, one most notably last year who ended up 
jumping, gosh, I think 15 positions, at least 10 um, in her placement of what she went from not making top 10, not making top 15 to getting um, in the top five this year, which is incredible. And, and won a prelim and just did absolutely incredible. I had a bunch of moms calling me like, what the heck happened? Because she all of a sudden just has it, right? Has it factor. And uh, one of the big things for her was she walked out of her weekend intensive realizing that she was a 10 and that she no longer wanted to give that power away, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So I have some thoughts for you guys along this line. Again, if you didn't write that down, if you don't believe in yourself, why are you asking a judge to? Right, just let that, just let that sink in. Here's some thoughts for y'all. You need to go into your interview thinking that you're a 10. You need to go into your interview thinking, wow, this is about to be the greatest thing in my life. This is about to be the best three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, two and a half minutes, 42 seconds, whatever the heck your interview is with your system. You need to be believing that you're going to do incredible. And what that is, is a ref- it's a reflection of the actions that you take beforehand, which we'll talk about in number four. I have that down in my notes later. But if you don't walk in thinking that you deserve a high score, and let me clarify this, that's not like in a narcissistic way where you're like, I'm God's gift to earth. Like, hello, thank you. I'm here now. Like peasants go away. It's not that at all. Okay. It actually just means, hey, like you are talking the talk, but you've also walked the walk. And so you're just going to walk in and be. And the wonderful thing about that and why our clients are so successful is because I teach clients how to do the freaking work ahead of time. And then you just get to walk in and relax because you don't have to be anything else because you actually are self-accepting that you are worthy of the job. Okay. Unworthiness is a tricky little thing where there's self-criticism going on. You're knocking yourself down 10 notches and then trying to claw your way back up to neutral before you even walk in that interview. And then you're expecting the judge to give you a nine. Are you kidding me? You think of yourself as a three. I don't care how many community service projects you've done. That ain't going to translate, honey. It's not. Okay. So here's some thoughts along with that. You should have these statements written out. And, and I, I do this with my clients, especially we're going to be doing this at the mastermind coming up in a couple weeks. You should have these statements written out. I am blank. I love blank. I hate blank. I have blank to offer. I can blank. I can't blank. And that's really tricky. Um, that's more so a blank I want you to fill out for what you won't do, the lines that you won't cross, and it'll actually help you kind of figure out your boundaries, your values, um, your morals, the things that you care about, okay? So it's less about like, don't put like, I can't get prelim talent award, okay? Don't do that, okay? No, petty betty, we're not doing that, cool. I want you to write down, I will blank and I will not blank. And I want you just to allow yourself to dream. I want you to allow yourself your mind, allow your mind to go all over the place and just dream about, what you'd like to do. When your mind goes there first, your actions will follow. You're not a robot. You're just going to mindlessly like, oh, I will complete this and do this. And then you're expecting to get a 10 out of 10 and things and win. Like you guys, we need to cut that delusion. Okay. Like that is an absolute delusion. And that's what we need to get real about. I think so often we, we just think that just mindlessly hoping and wishing and sitting there and being like, please, 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 please pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me but you're either not doing the work or you just simply don't believe in yourself, you're going to bleed on everybody else with who you are, not what you want to be. Okay. So we need to build our character, which will then be reflected in our work ethic of the the kind of person that we want to be. Okay. And the beautiful thing is we have a lot of time before state for a lot of you guys to work on that. What are you feeding yourself? Go back and listen to last week's episode and a couple weekend, a couple weeks before that of what are the affirmations you're doing? How are you waking up every day? What's your routine like? Who are you hanging out with? Okay. Go listen to a bunch of the previous podcasts because that will, we talk about that a lot. 
that'll help you a lot. Okay. Number two, are you living life with vision of the future or wallowing slash riding off the quote bad times or quote good times end quote of the past? Okay. So starting my own company was one of the scariest things I ever did. We don't have female entrepreneurs in my family. Um, my mom is very entrepreneurial, but has never officially started her own business. And my dad has worked in corporate or in ministry for a lot of his life. And so when I started my company with like, I think $120 in my pocket, it was terrifying. I just graduated from college. I didn't know what I was doing and had just kind of decided to move home from Nashville and not pursue music full time. And you better believe that that was terrifying. Okay. And when I finally decided that I wanted to kind of go in the pageant niche, the interview niche, I remember it was just as scary because I didn't want to come off as that person who was riding on the coattails of her previous success. I don't want to come off as the person who was a former Miss Nebraska. And I just told everybody that I was a former Miss Nebraska all the time. Right? No, I wanted to make a name for myself because I was smart and because I was a good coach and because I got results. But how many of you guys know that when you're pursuing something new and you're, you're dreaming of sometimes your past tries to chase you and your past tries to inform your identity and build your foundation. You cannot let it. Okay. Especially if you've been through some stuff that you're not proud of or that happened to you that was completely out of your control. You have to have laser focus in the future. You guys to be so clear minded about where you're going and the dreams and the goals that you have for, for yourself that even if your past tried to chase you, it couldn't catch up to where your dreams are. Okay. And so ask yourself, am I living life with a clear enough vision of my future where I even know when, you know, sometimes I think our dreams could be coming true or the opportunity could be right in front of our face, but we're expecting a handout or we're expecting it to just slap us in the face when all we needed to take was two steps further forward and we would have met that connection or been ready for that connection or had the mindset to notice that the connection was right in front of you, right? Rather than missing it because or going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth or have tunnel vision for our past and we're actually blind to our future, okay? So put the past behind you. Be thankful for that, but be faithful to your future because God has so much more beautiful things ahead of you. There are so many beautiful things that are exciting and wonderful that God wants to do in you in the future. Um, the past is just the best or the worst of what's happened yet. God's got good things for you in the future. And you know, the only time that I look into, into the past is when I've learned a lesson from something. I'm not perfect at this is to learn a lesson and say, okay, like that happened. And I'm so thankful. I never have to go through that again. Okay. So we can be thankful, bless it, release it, but stop rehearsing it. Stop rehearsing the shoulda, coulda, woulda, because there's so many more opportunities ahead of you. It's not too late. Okay. It's not too late. It's never shoulda, coulda, woulda. Even if you have aged out of pageantry, it's not too late. Go dream a new dream. God's got something else for you that's going to be fulfilling and going to be even more fulfilling than what you thought like the biggest fulfillment was that you could have gotten out of that previous dream. Number three, have you handed the keys to your destiny or happiness to someone else? We talked a little bit about this last week, um, but what I most often see, um, I know we're getting real about this stuff, so I hope that's okay. But what I most often see is that people will hand the keys to their destiny and pageantry to their mom or to their local director or their executive director or a previous state title holder who's trying to control them or um, one judge that judged them one time and said something. And I can't tell you how many times I even see that just the words, your words are so powerful of, well, you look fat in that or pink isn't your color or you use your hands too much or 
your opinions are too crazy or tone it down, you're going to scare people or you're boring. These types of words that have such an incredibly negative effect on competitors that they formulate a mantra in their head that ends up getting in the cracks of their identity and formulating to where they say, I am boring. Instead of, like we said earlier, number two, I am powerful, unique, strong. I am reserved and quiet and introverted, but that's still okay, right? I'm not everybody's cup of tea, which is totally okay. So I want you to analyze right now maybe who you've given the keys to your happiness to and your destiny to and take those things back. Nobody else deserves that. They don't know what your dreams are. They, you know, you're a strong, independent woman and there's a reason that God's put um, a passion and unique gifts in you that are to be used for great things in this world. Um, I want you guys to think right now, what are you doing this for? Who are you doing this for? And to analyze for a second, are you motivated more by internal factors or external factors right now? There's nothing wrong with being motivated by external factors, right? There's nothing wrong with having a monetary goal. There's nothing wrong with having the goal of, you know, winning, which provides a crown and sash, which provides a cash scholarship, which provides um, a regular scholarship to a school. Those are maybe some external factors. But at the end of the day, you guys, in, um, and this is relating to other people speaking in your life, right? Maybe you want to make your mom proud. Maybe you want to make your grandpa proud. Maybe you want to make your, your teacher proud, your coach proud, whatever it is, okay, your dance teacher. Those things are phenomenal. But at the end of the day, it can be really taxing on your emotional and mental health, you guys, because what happens if they aren't proud of you one day or you guys have a fight the day before your state competition or something happens in their personal life and they can't be there for you or they can't be as affirming or as proud of you. If you put your hope and you put your motivation and you put your the rise and fall of your identity in the hands of somebody else, then the second that they stop affirming you so much, then you potentially are going to have emotions that are up and down and all over the place. And then that's where I get, um, you know, sometimes people crying and calling me because they couldn't meet those expectations of somebody who might mean very well. Um, but actually, we discovered that they were like holding the reins of their identity big time. Okay. So I want you guys to reimagine what am I doing this for and, and find a way to, to make your motivation and your why for yourself as much as you're doing this for others. And I don't mean changing your social impact, your platform, your mission to being self-centered, right? Obviously your social impacts are still about other people, but I want to encourage you to know why you are doing this. Okay. And it can't be for your mom. Like, why do you want to do this? What satisfaction, validation, opportunity do you want to get out of this? Because I think when you're very clear about that dream, um, then your actions will start to follow that and your whole motivation, your passion, your energy for doing it suddenly becomes worth it because then you're not just practicing because mom told you to, or because you want to, you know, get an A with the teacher basically, but you want to give yourself an A because you're proud of yourself and you know that you're striving towards better character and better technical skills and better communication skills. So figure out your why for yourself and that'll help you guys a lot. Um, number four is have you decided to be something and do something? Okay. So this is a perfect pairing to what we just talked about. What is it for you that is making you do this? Like what gets you out of bed every morning to go to the gym five days a week or six days a week? What gets you out of bed every day to make healthy eating choices, to practice your talent, to watch the news, even if it's depressing, to practice your social impact statement, to practice interview questions? Like 
have you decided in your mind that this is what you want? And this is correlating with, with fact number three. If you don't have a strong enough why for yourself, you guys, then when the tides come, when the wind and waves come, when you know a friend's birthday party has the greatest cake and it's your favorite thing in the entire world, or somebody invites you to an opportunity that you previously really would have loved to have said yes to, if your vision isn't clear of why you want to do this for you and you haven't made up your mind, then nothing's going to get in your way in a healthy way of you achieving this dream then there is just going to be chaos along the journey, you guys. And the fact of the matter is, is you are just not going to be strong enough to just on actions alone, have the sheer willpower to say no. And here's why. Okay. You heard me talk about this 8,000 times with the steer model. Okay. Um, so I'll steer the wrong way. Situation, thought, emotion, action, result. If you're just trying to fix actions alone, think about how far along down the process that already is. It's only one away from the result itself. No wonder we're frustrated with ourselves and disappointed in ourselves and thinking that we're unworthy or we're not good enough or we're we're just going to keep failing. I I hear that all the time. Well, I've tried this 8,000 times. Okay. Well, it sounds like it's tried you because you haven't actually fixed your internal world of thoughts and emotions. Okay. Before the actions, your thoughts and your emotions actually are the things that drive your correct actions. They start with proper thoughts and proper emotions. And I want to share this with you guys. One of the greatest things to do, um, backing up a little bit is, is to give yourself the gift. And this is number five. So we're going to put all these kind of together, but give yourself the gift of not accepting every thought that comes your way as an all expense paid fast pass to formulating your identity. You know, I was working in children's ministry yesterday at church. It's funny because when you don't want a kid to do something, you could say no, but a lot of times we say, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. And a kid learns, okay, no, that's not good for me. No, I don't need to do that. No, I don't need to do that. And they have that guidance in their life that teaches them not only right from wrong, but also what can be harmful, what can be hurtful, what can be helpful. And what I find in my clients' lives so often, you guys, is that they are so beat down on their own heads that by the end of the day, they're so exhausted. They don't even have the energy to go to the gym, the energy to meal prep, the energy to work on their talent, the energy to, you know, be really present during their coaching session. Well, not really my clients, right? But other people are when they're starting off, they can be really discouraged or man, I had a really tough day and I just, I don't know why this is bothering me, but I just can't get out of my head. Right. And you guys, you need to give yourself the gift of not accepting every thought as something that has a right to your identity. You need to have that filter on. And that's why going back to number four, it's thought and then that creates the emotion, which creates proper actions, which create proper results. You guys are going to be so frustrated and so exhausted if you're just trying to perfect this like religiosity of doing good, right? Doing doing good, doing good, impress them, impress them, impress them. If you're just trying to change your actions, you're going to find yourself in this horrible people pleasing cycle or even even if it's like just pleasing yourself of, am I good enough? Am I good enough? Will they accept me now? Well, who accept you? Who? Who is the who in this situation? You need to decide going back to number one, that you've accepted yourself and that you are worth it and that you believe in yourself. Okay. Because everything else flows from that. Okay. So often because our belief of ourself is off and our truth is off or we're deriving our truth, what we're, what we're letting build our foundation is off, that our thoughts are off, things are off, that our actions are off and then our results are totally like not even in the ballpark of where we were initially shooting for with that proper vision. And so you guys, that's why we need to five of these things carefully together and go listen to this again. If you need to figure out how these all fit together, 
but you need to have, you need to believe in yourself. You need to have proper vision of learning how to look into the future. You need to stop giving the keys to your destiny and your emotional health and all these different things, your happiness to somebody else. You need to decide what you want and stop just trying to fix your actions and then go back to your thought life, your emotional life, you know, understanding that you can't control other people. You can't understand, you can't control everything around you. You can only control yourself. And then lastly, give yourself the gift of not accepting every thought that comes your way as an all expense past an all expense paid fast pass to formulating your identity. Say no, thanks. Keep moving on and use rational thought to help curate the future that you want and the results that you want. I want to help you. And I hope that this was helpful today to help you guys stop spinning your wheels in circles, especially you achievers who just want to know the list of how to fix everything, how to fix yourself. Because sometimes it's learning that there's pain in this process. A lot of you guys who are listening have created a process of the way that you do things, the way that you think of things, the way that you speak things, the, the results that you get. You've created a process that is normal, that is second skin to you guys, that can get results um, to a certain extent. But when you're pursuing a vision that's bigger than yourself, you're going to need to call upon God's help, and you're ne- going to need to call upon having feedback in your life. You're need to you're going to need to learn how to give yourself healthy feedback, and I don't mean self-criticizing. I mean quite the opposite of learning how to decide what truth you want. We talked about this in the inner circle last week. Decide the truth that you want and build an identity system and a, and a belief system around that. And for me, that's why it's the word of God. It's affirmation. It's telling myself who I am every single day so that I have that filter up of knowing, oh, well, you can't do this. Well, you could never achieve that because no one in your family has ever done that. Or you could never win this or you could never be this, right? Those self-condemning thoughts are not in alignment with the future that I want for myself or the identity that I have chosen to believe about myself. And I just promise you guys, I want to encourage you guys with this today in the final seconds of this episode that you can do the same thing, but it takes doing it, okay? One of the best things that you can do for yourself to break through those next barriers, to break through uncomfortability, just do it, right? When I started this podcast, when I started this company, when I started you know, a new social media account, when I started learning how to do hair and makeup, when I started learning how to public speak, when I was on the job as Miss Nebraska for the first day, it's always scary. Okay. It always feels like it's an undertaking. It always feels like this is never going to become normal to you, but it's just like learning an instrument. It's just like learning how to ride a bike. Everything becomes easier the more that you do it. Okay. So whatever that obstacle is in front of your life, I want to encourage you just do it. Go do it for five days of what you think that you can't do. Go eat healthy for five days. Go eat healthy for three days. Go work out for three days. Go speak somewhere and book three appearances for three days. Go learn how to extemporaneous speak and uh, do an Instagram live, do a Facebook live for three days and work past that fear of judgment that could be on the other side. What could people comment? What could people think? What if I sound dumb? What if I sound stupid, right? Go prove to yourself that on the other side of your fears is actually tons of fun, tons of blessing and a renewed level of new character that rises up in you, which is so beautiful because you, it's like you're meeting a new version of yourself every single time because it builds self-worth because you're building and proving to yourself what you can do instead of just rehearsing what you can't do. So thanks so much for listening to this episode. I hope it was a blessing to all of you guys. And with that, we will see you next week. If you're ready to take your pageant life to a whole new level, make sure to join us in the powerhouse inner circle where personal development meets pageantry. 
Each month, for less than the cost of one coaching session with me, you'll get all my best coaching strategies through two live group coaching sessions, a companion guide to make it stick, and a community to grow with during your pageant prep. Head on over to powerhousepageantry.com forward slash inner circle to learn more and to see if there's a spot for you. Finally, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I know life is busy and that you may be listening on your commute, at the gym, or while cooking in between classes. We love helping you unlock the winner within you. And if you love this podcast, it would mean the world to us if you'd subscribe. If this episode really hit home for you, don't hesitate to let us know on Instagram by screenshotting this episode and sharing it to your story or by texting it to that one friend who really needs to hear this. It's all about spreading sisterhood and helping other powerhouse women like yourself grow. And remember, if you're ready to go all in on your pageant prep and to link arms with other achievers who want to win their pageants and win in life, our powerhouse inner circle could be the place for you. For questions, to work with us, or for topics you'd like us to cover, email info at powerhousepageantry.com and we'll be in touch. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week.